It's All Things MMA episode 37 this week. I'm out. It's over to Miles Price, who's going to be sitting down with UFC featherweight Dan Iga ahead of his headline show against the Korean Zombie on the 19th of June. Hear how they got on right after this. Welcome to All Things MMA. Um, I am alongside UFC veteran and main eventer in two weeks' time, Dan Ige. I'm not here with my right-hand man, Ken McGuire, but I have got a great vet here on the show. So welcome, Dan. How are you? I'm good, brother. Thank you so much for having me. You know, long time no see, long time talk. And uh, yeah, here we are a couple weeks away, pumped and ready to go. Yes, man. I remember meeting you in AK. Uh, it was about must have been about two years ago now. At least two years, yeah. Last like mm. right before the pandemic, probably. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, a lot of buzz going on in the gym then. A lot of fights going on at the time too. So it's exciting times, yeah. Yeah, yeah for mm. absolutely, it was it was good. It's good fun, good training, and you know, just keeping it going. Yeah, for sure, my bro. So, um. Uh, I suppose it'd be nice to get into a little bit of where you started out, Dan. You know, you have uh, you have like a really interesting journey coming up to where you are now. You know, you're really coming into your own and hitting your peak in your mixed martial arts career now. And uh, especially the last couple of performances that you've had, they've been, you know, riveting performances, really exciting fan favorite fights. And uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about where you came from, where you started MMA, and how you got to where you are now? Yeah, honestly, I mean, it all, it's been a crazy journey when I look back on it. And, you know, I'll, I'll never forget day one when it started and where I came from, just kind of growing up in Hawaii. It's just kind of the culture we live, you know, growing up surfing and fighting and skating. And it's like, it's just kind of what we do. And, um, I'm actually here with my brother, uh, my brother-in-law Skyler. So, my brother Skyler. <laughs> hey, Skyler, how are you? That's so. That's my brother-in-law, my wife's brother. They they were actually fighting before me, and um, I was dating my girlfriend, wife now, my girlfriend at the time, Savannah, and you know they were fighters, so they kind of got me into it. Like I was, I was wrestling at the time, doing jujitsu, um pretty much just training every day and like my friend's backyard were literally just go and train jujitsu every day after school and no gi stuff you know we'll, we'll we were just doing repetitions like arm bars arm bars triangles arm bars triangles arm bars triangles repetition after repetition i got pretty good because you know with it's like the the bruce lee quote you know like practice ten thousand kicks or a thousand one kick ten thousand times it's pretty much what we did. We just picked one move and we drill it, and we got pretty good. And so I felt confident in, in, in my grappling and whatnot, in my wrestling. And then they, these guys actually convinced me, like, to do an MMA fight one day. And you know, I, I felt good. I felt confident. So I I did. I, I fought. I fought a guy named Micah Ige. He had the same last name as me. Yeah, we saw that on your record. Yeah, <laughs> weren't related at all. But it was just like. There was no way I could lose to a guy with the same last name as me. And no, no, you I, had to be the top of the E guys. <laughs> yeah. Beat him up, beat him up pretty good. And I knew so yeah, I uh, went through that fight and I got I got the first round finish and it was just a feeling like I've never in, uh encountered with winning any wrestling match, any jujitsu match. Like I've never got that feeling in it. It was from that very moment, like it was 
I knew what I wanted to do and I knew what I wanted to pursue. Uh, so I, you know, I kept, I kept going. I had about 11 amateur fights in Hawaii and it, they were all tough fights. Like all my amateur fights were tough fights because everyone can scrap. Everyone in Hawaii can scrap. Like if you just, mm. I say it all the time, but you just go to YouTube and type in Hawaii scraps. Like everyone, even guys on the street know how to fight. Like they're throwing combinations with leg kicks and like, it's crazy. So I was fighting guys, and I had no stand-up whatsoever. I literally just had wrestling. And so I was kind of the opposite. Everyone had stand-up, and I just had wrestling. But, you know, I held my own in there, and I I had a good amateur career, and I turned pro. And once I turned pro, I had maybe one or two fights in Hawaii, and then I, I realized, like, if I wanted to go to the next level, I, I, I needed to move and just kind of go after my dream and leave leave home. And I, I moved to Las Vegas, where I live now, for five years, and kind of made everything happen from here. But it was a, uh, it was a big step for me. You know, I left Hawaii. I had no money. I had twenty-seven dollars, and came to Vegas. I actually had gotten married three days before I married my wife, and uh, I left her. I left her in Hawaii, and I told her I had a dream to go after. And I told her once I get a house and get a job and get everything, like then she can come up. So I, I made it happen, man, with nothing. I came here with nothing and but but a vision. Dollars. It's not it's not a lot going to Vegas with, is it? No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could have risked it and put it in a slot machine or something, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well that, that what, what made you uh just while we're on the topic of extreme couture and Las Vegas and all that, what made you want to go to Las Vegas? What to what lured you to want to go to that gym? So I already had I had some connections out here already. Like I had I had come out before I I came out here like for like three weeks and did little mini training camps in Vegas. You know, uh, my buddy Brad Tavares, a UFC veteran, he's in the UFC. He's actually fighting too. Um, he's fighting July tenth. He's a top 10 middleweight in the UFC and he's always been a guy he's been up here for a long time but he's been a guy that's always kind of encouraged me to to make the move and to become a full-time fighter and you know I would be like yeah I'll do it bro like don't worry like one day I'll, I'll do it I'll do it and finally I just pulled the trigger one day um but it was this the, the very moment I pulled the trigger everything in my life started happening like it was getting outside of my comfort zone because man i love hawaii i lived i lived 10 steps away from the beach like I literally leave my house walk across the street and then there's the path there's the um the beach entrance the path mm. to the beach so like i had everything i ever need like i could work construction make a living for myself and you know enjoy home and be comfortable but i i knew like kind of leaving that behind would things would happen and, and they did bro and everything's that I have now is because of that, the sacrifice I made then. So, mm. that's absolutely an amazing. And those sacrifices are clearly paying off with your performances over the last couple of years, my bro. It's really great to see your rise and your. And uh, do you know what? I didn't know that you had a, like a wrestling background yeah. and jiu-jitsu background because you wouldn't think it by your last couple of fights. You're knocking lads out. You're meeting in the middle and you're banging. Like, would you consider yourself just an all-arounder now? Or would you, like, I, you're obviously a very well-put-together all-around athlete. But yeah. what would you favor in regards to going into a fight? Do you like that kind of grind, that meet in the middle and just exchange? 
Um, yeah, I I love it, man. I love to go out there and just bang and throw down. Like, <laughs> I, I I have heavy hands, but like, I don't I don't go out there and like fight stupid. Like everything I do is with a purpose, you know. Even though I might fight crazy and come forward and like, yeah, I'm knocking guys out, but like, it's all it's all with a purpose like footwork and creating angles like i'm literally just learning this stuff so it's so fun for me that's why that's why i'm showing it and like i don't i'm i'm not trying to be one of those guys like that was a wrestler that fell in love with striking that that doesn't go back to his wrestling like i have all those tools i just a fight starts standing so you know you have to be able to mix it up and but i i know i have power in both hands so it's um mm -hmm. And if I hit anyone clean, it, it really doesn't matter. Like, we're all human. Like, you know, they'll go out. Yes, 100%. So, yeah. And speaking of meeting opponents, you are meeting Korean Zombie in a I'm not, I'm not going to lie. This is a big fan favorite for me because I love watching your fights, bro. But I also have been a big fan of Korean Zombie as well. And I think this is just going to be a, a great fight. You know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. I'm vouching for my bro, yourself. But, you know, I, I am excited. I got the butterflies for this one. It's going to be very good, you know. And this is one that you've been calling for for a long time. From what I've seen from your social media activity that you've wanted a fight like this with Korean Zombie for quite some time now. You've wanted this. Why do you feel like that? This is a, a fight that is going to be just good. Like, what? Why have you been calling for this fight, asking for it? Honestly, the styles and because it is a fan favorite fight. Like, I know, mm. you know, this is a business too. Like, I want to go out there. I always want to put on exciting fights. You know, you fight some certain guys. Like, they might just run and not make it exciting, or just try to point fight you. Like, I know the cream. I know the zombie's going to be there, and he's going to try to. He wants to be entertaining too, so um, this is as as much as it is a fight. It's an entertainment business too, so it it just has like no, there's nothing disrespectful about me calling him out. Like I've always I've enjoyed watching his fights. I've been a fan from from day one as well. Like I love watching the zombie fight, and I I root for that guy all the time because he is a guy I want to face. And here we are now, and I finally got what I asked for. So. It's uh, it's been nice in in the past. I know I've asked for the fight, but realistically, it probably wouldn't have happened because I, I didn't do enough to earn it. And now I've done enough to earn it. I've went on, I went on a six. I'm seven and two in the UFC. I went on a six fight win streak there. You know, fell short, but I came back, put on a spectacular performance, and I I literally I'm just entering my prime, and I feel great. And uh, it's gonna be a great scrap. Um. I see it favoring me for, you know, obviously, because that's the fight I'm asking for. I, I see that it favors me. And um, I think it's the fight that's going to propel me to that next level, the top five, to the contender, um, being a, becoming a contender and eventually becoming a champion. Yes, for sure. And it's just at your doorstep as well. I do feel like that this is a, a, a fight that is for sure in your favor. But just... Our, curiosity what do you feel like is a, is your advantages going into this fight what do you feel like that you know it plays a key role in uh coming out with the victory i think my ability first of all it's my time it's my time 100 i believe in timing i believe timing's everything in this sport and it is my time but aside from that if you want to talk about techniques and tactics 
I just feel like I have more tools and I'm able to mix it up. And I feel I could win anywhere the fight goes. If we stay standing, like, I know how to be the aggressor. I also know how to be the counter puncher. I know how to move forward. I can move backwards. I can fight side to side. I can take you down. I could fight in the clinch. I could wrestle. I could fight off my back. So I'm well versed everywhere, but I really don't like, I don't go in with the game plan. I go in with the game plan to win. And I use my, I just use my own intuition and my, my, my feel at the time. So I don't, I don't really go in there, but like, I'm going to try to do this. And then if it doesn't work, I'm going to try to do that. Like, I don't like to have that, that, that mindset. I just go in there with a workman, a workman's mentality and go in there and just work for 25 minutes to get a victory. And then if I knock them out before that, great. But if not, I know I'm prepared. I can go 25 minutes. Mm, I really like that. I really like that mindset of going in on basing how you feel. I, I think that, I don't know if you can relate to this then, that it must play into a very adaptable style so that you yeah. can feel like you can adapt to any scenario within a fight as opposed to overcomplicating things with, you know, difference. And if he does this, I do that. But if you prepare in a fight camp, you know, and you're emotionally intelligent, like you're kind of pointing out there, you're going to be able to adapt very quickly in, in the middle of a fight, you know, whatever may come your way, you know. You have to be able to adapt. And, um, you know, it's funny. I got that advice. Um, I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Kelly Slater, one of the best surfers in the world, um, but professional surfer but he actually gave me that advice one time heading into a fight and uh even though he's not a fighter you know he has to deal with adapting in the in the lineup with mother nature like you don't know where waves are coming from and you have to be in the right place at the right time but mm -hmm. it all comes from the ability to, to adapt and i i believe that's my greatest strength as a fighter like everything else to the side skills techniques tactics cardio everything to the side it's my ability to adapt that i believe sets me apart from from the rest because i mean in, in training like, i'll get beat up in training like I'll, I'll spar and i'll lose rounds i'm not khabib like i'm not winning every sparring in every fight i just but when it's fight night everything's on and i have the ability to adapt like i can beat anybody that's a, that's great. Yeah, I really do. I'm really so looking forward to this fight, bro. I'm so hyped about it. It's going to be amazing. Uh, who do you feel like that, you know, after everything goes well, you come out with the victory in this fight, who do you feel like would be, you know, the next fight you'd be, you know, you'd like, you know, fan for, for yourself? Have you thought that far ahead or you're just kind of thinking, you know, June 12th, just get through that first? I have, you know, I... And I, I know people like don't look past the fight, but I do because I envision, I envision the title. So I, I have to look past it. And um, mm -hmm. it's not being disrespectful or not that I'm not focused because I'm 100% focused. But I do look past it because everything, everything after this fight is going to like obviously have to win. But everything right there is it, the sport is all timing. And um, you have Max Holloway fighting Yair Rodriguez. And you got Brian Ortega fighting the champion, Alexander Volkanovsky. It puts me right there. And yeah. um, honestly, I just see it putting myself one fight away from a title shot. 
and you never know it, it could maybe even grant me a title shot depending on performance and how it goes down because if you look at zombies last fight he fought brian ortega who um beat him by decision but he's fighting for the title now if i can the way i see it, if i can one up his performance it might you know put me in the same position but I, i'm not expecting to go out there and beat him and get a title shot right away if it happens great i'll be 100 percent ready but if not i'm still ready to you know beat anyone else that i have to beat to get there Mm, 100% and um, just kind of bringing it back a little bit to uh, ex Extreme Couture uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of busy activity going on in Extreme, extreme Couture uh, it seems like that there's you know a lot of great guys in that gym now and it's really starting to hit its peak as a gym you know like with Francis Ngannou yourself there's multiple guys in the UFC and Bellator that are coming out of there uh, how do you feel about the atmosphere and the overall vibe of the gym at the moment yeah it's been it's been amazing man the atmosphere the aura just walking in there it's just has a different feel than it did two years ago and I don't know what it's been maybe just the pandemic era kind of made everyone want it more and work a little harder and right now it's just uh that place is booming, man. We the gym is full every day. It's full of talent, and we're all in there to be better. You know, we leave our egos at the door, and we just check in, and we check in to be better. So uh, it's uh it's just a it's a good time right now, man. It's a good it's a good place to be. It's a good gym. We have a great coaching staff, and um, Eric Nixick has taken on a great role, mm. a great leader role. And I feel like that's something maybe that was missing was that leader role. And he's really uh, he's really put himself there and he's taken that ownership to like push guys to the next level. And he knows when to take fault as a coach. And, you know, everyone respects him for that. And that, mm. I don't know. I think that's kind of what it is. It's just kind of having Eric there and then. Hello. Yeah. Hey, my bro. <laughs> again my bad it's, all good. it's but okay yeah. my but that's pretty much it um mm. yeah i've heard some great things about eric as a coach and uh, he's obviously you can see he's putting the work in with the team there because there's a great vibe going at the moment and it must be great to actually train in vegas as well because the majority of the show is when the pandemic isn't on is is in vegas you know so yeah. it must feel like you're fighting in your hometown all the time yeah, it, it is. And my last fight, for once, I got to actually fight in Vegas. I never I never did fight in Vegas before that. So it was nice to, like, literally drive down two freeway exits from my house and and then fight and then go home yeah. after. So it's kind of yeah, yeah. cool. I do have that hometown advantage. Um, I mean, a fight's a fight. I'll fight anywhere. I don't, mm. I don't really care. But... Um, it's nice when you don't have to travel or you don't have to go far from your house and you could fight and then come back home and be with your family. And it's, yeah, it's kind of nice. Mm. Uh, something that I definitely would love to ask is about the fight you had with Edson Barboza. I thought was an outstanding performance. So that was a great performance. That was a great fight overall as well. Thank and, you. Uh, how do you feel? How, what's your feeling on that fight? And what does it feel like to take those, uh, some of those kicks because Barros's kicks yeah. are sick and you're just 
you know, running through them. It was it was a great fight. It was a great yeah, fight. Yeah, it, it was a great fight. And that, that was – so when that opportunity came about, it was honestly like right when everything shut down, gyms were closed. Uh, I wasn't – I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And then the UFC came out and said, hey, we're going to probably start putting on some fights. If anyone wants to fight, great. Let us know. Don't feel pressured. You don't have to fight in this situation. And I, I kind of saw it as a good opportunity. Like, yeah, maybe I'll fight. I don't know where I'm going to train, but I'll, I'll, I'll do it. And I put my name in the hat. And uh, luckily, Francis Ngano was training at the time. So... Eric opened the gym for him and a few guys and they're going in and working out. And, um, they, uh, they came back to me and the, they said, that's in Barboza in two and a half weeks. And I, I've never like taken a short notice fight, um, in the UFC and especially against a guy like Edson Barboza. So yeah, I didn't know there was first, like two and a half weeks notice. Yeah, no, it was, it was very short notice. And so I obviously like, for me, that's the scariest draw you could probably get because, you know, of, of us, I mean, because of his leg kicks and his, his body kicks and everything, like, there was a lot to worry about, but I didn't have the time to worry about it. So it was uh, kind of good in that sense. But I got myself off the couch, got, went to the gym, trained maybe 10 days, and, um, yeah, went in there, and I and I did what I could. And I won. I, I won a close decision. I, was, I got a lot of heat for it because – because I won a split decision and I know pe some people had it the other way and this and that, but at the end of the day, like I got the victory and um, I put on a great performance on a short notice against one of the best in the world. And yeah. a lot of people don't see that side. They, they only see the judge's decision. And for me, like it was a great, it was a great victory and um, I'm proud of it. I'm super proud of it to fight a guy like Edson Barboza and come out victorious. And, um, but yeah, man, I, it, it was crazy to prepare for. And I feel like I, with a guy like Edson, like you can't give him that space. So I didn't like, I didn't give him that respect to give him that, that, that space. So he could smash my legs. Cause I, <laughs> I was so fearful of him. So I was in and out, in and out. And, um, anytime he did kick, like I, I would catch him off balance where I'm pushing him backwards. And, you know, I had my success. He had his success, and it went my way. But hey, um, you know, we 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 take the victory, and we also take the lesson, and we learn, and we get better. And um, but it only set me up for 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 greater and better things. And how do you feel uh, with taking like a two week notice fight? Like, you know, was there kind of like a was there a sense of like you know? Do you know when you sometimes when you do like a, a fight camp and it's like you put everything into it and then it kind of almost means more and I I know that it's a massive fight because it's, it was Edson Barbosa and it was a big fight for you but did it almost feel like because it was two and a half weeks notice that you had less to lose you just went you could just go in there and let go a little bit more. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I and I did because because of the the situation because we were in a pandemic because i did have nothing to lose like um i i felt free you know i just my only worry was making weight because <laughs> i was like mm -hmm. once 170 like probably three weeks before the actual bout so i was like i don't know how i'm gonna do it but i did it um and yeah man it 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 felt good and i i wouldn't suggest taking short notice fights but there's a time and place for them 
And um, as a martial artist, I mean, we should always be training, always in shape. But, you know, having a little notice is nice to, like, actually peak and prepare. Um, but at the end of the day, it's still a fight. You know, you have to fight. I've been in – I've had fights where I've had a full training camp, and I went to the fight, be- and I felt like crap because – who knows you know over peaking mm. over training there's like a lot there's a lot of preparation that goes into camp to like peaking perfectly as well so sometimes a, a short notice fight could be a blessing in disguise and mm. um you know you got to just kind of go with your intuition there i'd say for any other fighters listening if they have that kind of opportunity well they're certainly playing into your hands that time anyway <laughs> that's yeah, for that's sure and um, you're, we were doing a little bit of talking before we jumped on here about your, uh, your you, you, you have a lot of great setups in your house there. You have a sauna, a plunge pool, uh, you have a, 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 a bed there as well. What's, what's this bed that you have that has all the, the almost tracking systems and all that in it? Tell us a bit more about that. That's very interesting. Yeah, yeah no, so I, it's called the eight, the 8 Sleep Mattress. It's called the eight pod and um yeah they have actually two versions they they have a full mattress that has the the technology and everything or if you have a mattress you already love they have like a cover you could put on it with the technology with the app but basically it cools your you know you can set it to your preferred temperature preference and uh it'll cool it'll warm up it'll vibrate when you want to wake up in the morning so you can set like your alarm to wake up with heat and vibration rather than like a crazy alarm. Um, it tracks your HRV, your resting heart rate. It tracks your deep sleep, REM sleep. It's it's awesome, man. It's uh, It's been game-changing, especially becoming yeah. a dad. Like those, uh, you know, sleep is crucial at this point. And um, if, I, if I get any sleep at all, at least I'm getting the best sleep. So um, yes. <laughs> that's an ad right there. <laughs> yeah for sure my bro and congratulations again on entering daddy daycare how does it feel to be a dad thanks bro it's uh it's been it's been a blessing it's crazy because my son was literally born into fight camp so he was born <laughs> ESPN is at my house filming he's on camera already like he's a star um <laughs> yeah, but it, it's been yeah. great it's it's been great just like training and coming home and holding my son and watching him like grow right in front of my eyes and become like start recognizing like seeing things it's it's so awesome bro and i it's uh, it's honestly like the the greatest title i could ever hold mm, and it must give you a lot more fuel to your fire now when you're going into compete uh going forward into your competitions yeah most definitely man I, i've always been a pretty motivated guy pretty uh vision driven guy and uh but having a son just kind of gives me gives me no excuse on those days like when i kind of really don't feel like it like now i'm working for someone else i'm working to put food on my son's table i'm working to put you know uh fund his education and this and that and his health and so it's just yeah the motivation is just that much greater yeah that's amazing that's really is amazing and, and congratulations again dude and look just going to finish off here now and i just wanted to say that best of skill man in a couple of weeks time i'll be watching 
Um, you, you know, I'm really going to be vouching for you, my dude. So best of skill. Yes, on and get some recovery, and uh, I'll touch base well, with you right soon. Now. Okay. Sauna right here. Okay, okay, Dan. Have a great day, my man. Yeah, you're the man, Miles. You have a good night. Good, uh, and it was good talking to you. Got you. Got to come out and train sometime. Whatever things free up. I know it's a little hard to travel right now, but when things free up. You're always welcome in. Thank you so much, my dude. I'll take you up on that offer for sure. I'm looking forward okay. to it. Okay. All right, brother. Thank you, Dan. See you later, bro. Okay. Take care, yeah. That's it for this week's All Things MMA. You like what you hear? You can subscribe on all good platforms for free. Just look for All Things MMA. You can check the show as it goes out live Saturdays on Scoreline on KCLR just after 5 o'clock or visit scoreline.ie for all previous episodes and your latest fix of MMA news. While you're there, grab yourself another podcast, The Football Manager Football Show with brand new episodes every Friday. (laughs) 